0: Hello everyone, my name is Taylor, and I'm Kelly, and we are the co-hosts of Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. Episodes drop every other Monday where we discuss the biggest Joshi news, review shows, and preview the hottest upcoming Joshi action.
1: So whether you're a new fan or an old fan, we've got
0: something here for you at Jumping Bomb Audio.
1: Check us out
0: on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling
0: podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
1: Professional wrestling. Wow, we like professional wrestling too. This is shake them ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins. He is Chris Novembrino. Is April twenty first, twenty twenty three. Happy four twenty to those of you who partake.
0: Wake and bake, baby.
1: Chris, I'll, I'll make a. I'll I'll make a compromise with you. Uh, my uptightness and all that other stuff. Finally, uh, my libertarian uh, notions. Uh, I, I'm fine. If you do it, I'm fine. If you know edibles, all that other stuff, great. Whatever floats your boat. But if I have to smell it, or if you hotbox my effing elevator, death penalty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just. That's, that's the one. Downside life of, is
0: hard, man. Oh, no, that's is the hard. one.
1: Downside of California It's like I'm dressed to go out. <laughs> I think I've told you this story before. It, was, it used to be my next door neighbor, which was the worst. Cause it's just like, ah, oh, great. I'm going to be sitting here and pot smoke also. But it's like, I'd be, this is when I was getting up at like 2am to go to work. And I was like, leave it at three. Some dude had just hot boxed my elevator. <laughs> I'm just, it's like, Sir Hawkins, you've been, Taking drugs? No, (laughs) no. I'm just trying to go to work and I live amongst pot smokers. Like, so, so, so I'll give and I'll take. How about that? How did you celebrate, Chris?
0: I mostly worked. I I know you are
1: now, you are now in the field.
0: Yeah. I didn't get a chance to actually celebrate really until like late in the evening. And at that point it wasn't even really celebrating. It was like, I'm going to smoke and go to bed. Uh, it was not like a big, big day of uh, smoking. I was working at various dispensaries, handing out T-shirts and stuff and encouraging sales.
1: <laughs> this
0: doesn't sell itself. You need to give swag away. Well, no, there's a lot of products. So people yeah. go in, they spend X amount of dollars, and we okay, want to make sure no, that they're I, buying I... buying Dynamic Jack
1: product. As I put it in our pre-show chat, it's like church on Easter. <laughs> twenties when all the curious ones come out. You get converts. Come on over.
0: Why not? Try some edibles.
1: Yeah. no, Edibles are fine. Uh, you know, especially as a as a gateway. Yeah. Really then hooking them in.
0: <laughs> well, it's an easy way for people who aren't used yeah. to smoking to yeah, try. People who don't
3: smoke.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and like, I mean, one of the things that I've become more educated on here over the last couple of months has been, the not thc line of products like i mean the cbd products uh yeah. the cbg uh there, there are just so many like derivatives now that are on the market that are actually really wonderful for pain relief um and so like those those in gummy forms are really good too
1: you want to do any plugs spot here?
0: I, I mean, no, like we're in like a New Mexico only product. So if you're not like ah. in New Mexico. Okay. Then, yeah. Well, I but, there
1: might be brands or something like that. Oh, that- uh,
0: no. I I guess what I would say is, especially if you have arthritic pain uh, and you're like uneducated on this in most states, you CBD should be, oil is legal, should yeah. be able to get CBD cream, right? Like a high concentration CBD cream is really good for arthritis, but like CBG is a derivative of CBD and that one's really good in in, in that it doesn't make you drowsy. It's sort of like the, the least drowsy of them.
1: Now for my dad joke, is there a CBGB?
0: uh, (laughs) There's a CBN.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because that has a whole different connotation where I grew up. That's a Christian broadcasting network where I grew up. Right, right. Yeah. Pat uh, Robert- yeah. The Pat Robertson strain of weed is really, really strong and preachy and judgmental. Uh, well,
0: th- th- this derivative <laughs> does put you to sleep, much like oh. sleep.
1: <laughs> Oh, well, if you like wrestling, you're get more of it and good and hard opening up our news. As things stand right now, reading from the Wrestling Observer from this week, the return of CM Punk is scheduled for June 17 at the United Center in Chicago, which being a Saturday night show is likely the debut of the new weekly show, which I believe is called AEW Collision. Also quoting from the Wrestling Observer, multiple people have said that Warner Brothers Discovery wanted Punk back as the star of the new Saturday show, although others have been told differently. We do know that he was extremely important in this deal, but whether the deal was incumbent on him, we've heard both ways. One person outside the company has seen correspondence indicating that Warner Brothers' discovery definitely, or definitively, I think this is definitely, wanted him back and other things that have happened in recent weeks, very much behind the scenes have indicated to us that Punk being back is, if nothing else, very significant in everything. Now, give a little clarification of this. I am not sure, and I have been reading all the reports, and they're not sure either whether this is just Punk as the centerpiece of a quote-unquote brand split type show, or whether or not Punk is the creative force and slash booker of this show, but I believe both have positives and negatives, but before we get into all that analysis Chris, your thoughts on CM Punk being back in the fold, and also this brand split quote-unquote, using the vernacular of the other company, and coming.
0: The brand split is baffling. (laughs) I don't think it will help this show. I mean, the the only thing that it helps is that you have fewer titles on each show, but I think it makes a B-tier of titles almost instantly. Uh, I, I have serious doubts that a Saturday show can get good ratings traction with or without CM Punk. And I also have my doubts that CM Punk is the same ratings draw now that he was oh. a couple of years ago. So I, I, I think there's some, you know, bad will among the fans um towards Punk. And I, you know, like it, I, I, I worry that he's on like a Cody Rhodes style trajectory right now.
1: That's, you know, that's, interesting Uh, because i'm kind of the same way i think there's a certain segment of this fan base that so loves kenny and the bucks that they're going to be vocal at shows booing down cm punk whenever he's on screen and you know I, i i also agree with you i don't what is the purpose of ring of honor With a new Saturday There's just
0: not enough there there to justify a brand split is where I'm at.
1: No, that too. It's like, okay, are we... The only reason there's a brand split, quote-unquote, is because there's a too large of a roster with too many people who don't matter and aren't doing anything that you should probably be sending to the indies. Like Private Party, like Top Flight like all these other guys that you can put on TV occasionally, but they still need seasoning and they're not stars. And they're in this morass of a mid card where it's like a bunch of good workers with no personality. And yeah, I think
0: let's say this CM punk thing doesn't take too, which is a very decent likely outcome here. Right. Yes. Then you've done this brand split and what you're just going to collapse back in. How right. Goof- how goofy is that going to look?
1: Uh, and also the, the thing about this is like the punk being the creative force is very interesting to me as well, because what if this show starts to get more buzz than dynamite? We, uh, the, the problem here with the brand and the, the the roster split or whatever is. I don't know if you have enough people now that this well has been poisoned to have a happy coexistence with punk. And I say that as someone who wanted punk back in just for the money and for the run that they would get out of this, but now giving the, a punk expanded universe, so to speak. I don't know. I don't think that there, I mean, you're going to have
0: brand splitting this women's roster hurts my brain.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be used enough over there. Or He's or being used enough, or I'm on that secondary show over there only, and I can't get any on the hot show. It becomes a lot like Raw and SmackDown back in the day when Raw was treated as the only A show, and SmackDown couldn't, you know, couldn't uh, couldn't get shot if they were seen in public for the most part. It, it's it's one of those things where I I just see far too many negatives. And as much as, you know, the nostalgia part of me goes, Oh, a six Oh five show on, on TBS or whatever. I mean, we we've seen with now the the ratings on the AEW reality show are dropping like a rock rampage barely gets anybody watching it. <laughs> Quick story. Uh, I was playing a poker tournament last Friday at, at a casino And they had the NBA on and switched to rampage. And somebody at the table goes, who put on this WWE S (laughs) on the TV? And it's, Oh, Jeff Hardy. He's still around. Those were the two big takeaways from seeing wrestling on TV from somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, obviously. So that's always interesting, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this could do far more damage to an AEW roster than one thinks. And they're not doing a lot of innovation. It's not like they're going to come on this is going to be a totally different type of take on professional wrestling or anything like that. It's just going to be more matches in front of a live crowd. You know, an arena crowd. There might be marathon tapings. There might be a second crew touring the country. And so you have two nights of TV tapings. It is fascinating to me that AEW strategy for taking on WWE was to flood the market with more product, thinking that it was a more superior, you'll understand this as someone in the trade, Chris, a more superior brand with a stronger addictive value or whatever, however you want to put, it, better work rate. But still, you know, hey, it's wrestling for two hours and there's not a lot of thought in it. We're just putting things together together and hey, wrestling fans will watch wrestling and WWE fans will watch WWE type of a thing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, even thinking about it as a product line, that doesn't fully capture the problem of that. But it does a decent job getting the start of it. So if you're thinking of it a product line, you have your flagship product. And then ideally, you have some revenue being driven by these secondary products, right? but if you're not getting to a certain point with it then you're just spending a lot of money producing these secondary products and spending resources to make those products when you could just be focusing on making a better primary product and aew definitely suffers from that problem Um, but like then the other problem that aew suffers from is that you need to have an overarching narrative from show to show to get people to pay attention from show to show. Yes. You can't just have matches for matches sake. And so in this sense, it's even worse than thinking about it. as just like a product line that's oversaturated with too many things or like a restaurant menu with too many dishes. In this sense, if people aren't eating from all of the dishes on the menu, aren't buying all the products in the line, then it dilutes the interest in even the flagship product. Yes. So the real danger of having secondary products that people aren't consuming is that you sort of get into a death spiral with your primary product too.
1: Yeah. People aren't watching rampage right now. What I don't understand the thought of, Oh, well let's do another two hour show, but with other people, it's like, okay. It's not like the people that are put on rampage are people that people don't like.
0: If you told me they were wrapping up, Elevation um, or, you know, wrapping up Rampage and replacing those products with this new Saturday show, that would make a lot more sense to me. It still would not justify a brand split, but it would make a lot more sense in terms of, okay, we're reorienting, we're pivoting towards CM Punk here, but I would just see if the CM Punk thing even takes before giving him the keys to a brand split uh, I don't know the the company needs a brand split, uh, and I they
1: need a brand to be honest with you. I gotta be. I mean, when you think AEW wrestling, what do you think? I mean, some people will say good work rate.
0: Yeah, but... I mean, it would be great matches, but at this point, when I think of AEW, honestly, I, I think of like a a long match that has blood in it.
1: <laughs> okay, no, that's fair.
0: Yeah. It it might be a main event. It might be a main event level match. It might be like a, you know, kind of like a more mid-level match, but like a 15 to 25 minute match that has blood in it.
1: And every week you're going to get blood from somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fightful Select reported that WWE and Twitch have reached a deal that will allow talent to broadcast again on the platform with almost no restrictions. Basically the only restriction is they would need permission from WWE to have non WWE performers on their Twitch streams talent will get more than a 50-50 split with WWE's end coming from the non-talent side. That's interesting because remember that use, that was a main bone of contention for somebody like Adam Cole leaving and also for, from Selena Vega uh, deciding to walk away from the company at one time too. But it looks like, uh, looks like there's at least an amicable type of arrangement. Although um, you know, as opposed to the 50-50 split between uh the 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 streamer and Twitch it'll now be more than fifty percent for the talent and Twitch and WWE splitting and and from what I've read WWE's percentage will probably be in the single digits of some kind.
0: I think that's extremely reasonable. I think that's a nice modernization of the relationship.
1: Yeah, and especially you know if people want to make more, I mean. The NXT people, especially because of those contracts, wanting to stream video game playing, and people will watch, you know, why not let them have a little bit more uh, disposable income? I'm here for that. But someone who did get some disposable income and in, is in trouble now, Ted DBLC Jr., former WWE wrestler indicted on multiple charges related to the diverting of money that was supposed to be earmarked for legitimate welfare recipients in Mississippi. The indictment against Dibiase junior 40 called the funding that he received a sham arrangement designed to divert federal funds for his own personal use and the use of others, both known and not known to the grand jury. DiBiase Jr. was charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and to commit theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, six counts of wire fraud, two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds, and four counts of money laundering. The indictment came from a grand jury in Jackson, Mississippi on April 18th and was publicly announced two days later. And of course, Chris, it was was broadcast as former WWE wrestler Ted DiBiase indicted. So everybody thought it was his dad, but uh, any recurring thoughts to this thing because Brett DiBiase is already, I believe, pled guilty.
0: Everybody's got their price, Jeff. <laughs> oh, this
1: is also the Brett Favre thing too. Once once that happens, but yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if McAfee has anything to say about that. I'll have to look that up later. Um. Dax Harwood canceling his podcast this week, stating that there was a strain on his career and on his interpersonal relationships with other wrestlers. I also happen to think this came from on high after re-signing. But uh, I think this is a good choice, Chris.
0: Probably so. It seemed like that podcast was causing him a little bit of trouble.
1: A little bit of problems at work. (laughs) Because while it's nice to kind of open the door and be... A little bit free balling on the opinions and things like that. The problem with being honest about your opinions, that honesty isn't always the best policy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we've had some trouble with these guys in the past. Hey, wait, I heard what you said to a national show. <laughs> we were doing that. Oh my goodness. Um Bushy Road Wrestling, uh, apparently, which is New Japan and stardom, we're told they could bring in Trinity Fatu, the artist formerly known as Naomi but felt it would cost too much for the return and thus far haven't made that deal. That's kind of intriguing.
0: That is intriguing.
1: Um... I thought Trinity was going to go back, but it appears that she's going to test these free agent waters, and I would not be (laughs) shocked if she is in a ring of honor or impact sooner than later.
0: Yeah, possibly. I mean, you know. There's not
1: a lot of options. I don't think AEW signs her. I just don't. Unless she's like a special guest to be the outcasts.
0: Oh, she would be good. She would be. She actually has a lot of options. Right? I mean, she could even slot back into the bloodline thing if the bloodline. Yeah, if know, they if, if
1: WWE would bring her back, but I don't know if she's going to go back due to her friendship. That's the thing. Um, I have no insight in, insight into that, so I don't know. But um, also making a move, former WWE announcer Charlie Caruso, using a real name of Charlie Arnott, has left ESPN after five years to join OutKick, hosting a new show in development that will be announced prior to the fall she's basically being their version of uh k adams i don't know if you know that is chris she does stuff for FanDuel now she used to be on the nfl network but she'll continue to host some things for ufc like the uh uh, uh, on espn like the ufc but also making hits because outkick has a deal with fox news but you know i always like charlie caruso so good luck to her yeah good luck to her good for her (laughs) uh Haley and Hannah Cavender, uh, who are on NIL deals to WWE, have foregone their senior year or their, their last year of eligibility at the University of Miami and have entered the WWE Performance Center. Now, why do I bring this up? I bring this up because they're making well over $1 million a piece in all their social media. They are twins. They are tall. They are blonde. They are hot. They say they cannot wait until the because the physical challenge at WWE, blah, blah, blah. Chris, I give this three months because they're making way too much money to just be schlubs and continuing the grind of, a, of an athlete. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. If, if they do get in, they might just get like a really favorable deal from WWE. WWE. Oh, they're already on,
1: they were on deals in college, like last year. They were, they were, I think they were the first act signed by this next in line or next, whatever initiative that they had they were the first ones to to get get big money deals from that
0: yeah and, and i mean with wwe's reorientation towards social media stars i mean they might have sat them down and given them a presentation of like the bellas and been like we can do this for you and even more so i don't know i mean they might see it out i i expect them to get wildly over pushed like you know instant NXT i don't even to think they
1: a- i don't even think they make tv I think they give up and go, we're making too much money on social media. Why we, will we do this? This is going to hurt our brand. We shall see. We'll see. Uh, some quick hits. And if you want to comment on any of them, uh, I will do that or I'll let give you a chance after this. Gable Stevenson entered in a U.S. amateur tur- in the U S national amateur tournament, which uh, he had said he had planned to do. I think he's going to make a run now for the 2024 Olympics. So Given that he wasn't really developing all that well in the performance center, I think that's a strong move on his part. Steve Macklin beat Kushida to win the Impact heavyweight title, and Deanna Perrazzo beat Jordan Grace to win the Knockouts title in Impact's April 16th Rebellion show. Nick Aldis also back to Impact after getting no interest from WWE or AEW. And in AEW signing news, Commander is now All Elite. Anything there? Float your boat, Chris.
0: I think commander is going to end up on the same. Tra- <laughs> I, I I call it the Andrade trajectory. Yes.
1: But yeah. Even less. So even
0: less. So no, no, like Andrade is the absolute ceiling, but I, I just commander is. AEW's
1: a, Lucha house party. Perhaps. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, they, they, they've, We've seen this movie play out, and it's not just in WWE. AEW is now starting to rack up a pretty lengthy reel of this movie as well, where yes, guy comes in, does nice lucha moves, but can't do any promos, thus cannot be a vehicle for stories, thus the great match effect. Yeah, I'm, I'm capital G, capital M, great match effect wears off relatively quickly. And also they really have like one match that they work.
1: Yes. And they have a couple of high spots that they do. And unless they're working with a guy who knows their spots and stuff like that to do new stuff, they're uncomfortable with it. I mean, we've now seen commander like three weeks in a row, either in ROH or AEW. It's the same thing to me. I, I, I just, I,
0: we mistake great, Or we mistake high spots for multi dimensionality as an in ring storyteller. And when, if someone came from another country, like a great Muda sort of thing, where they could do lots of different things, everything from submission style wrestling to kind of, you know, breathtaking high spots to, you know, intense spots, you have these layers. You don't necessarily need to have. A lot of storytelling because you can have very different matches each time. Like, uh, imagine Dean Malenko only, like you know, not from the states. Like, you can do lots of different matches. I mean, Dean was more of a technical guy, but you get the general idea here. In a lot of cases, what AEW has been signing, and they've been signing a lot of the same type of guy. They a lot of these guys have the same type of match.
1: Very athletic, uh, very gymnastics heavy,
0: and it all has to be fast. Yes, it, it like it doesn't work at any other speed but fast they're they're like a like a thrash metal band where the riffs like if you're not playing them fast aren't actually that good a riff
1: like if you really took some time and did something with this Jose the assistant Andrade Los Ingobernables de AEW or whatever stable and you built it and you found a guy who could talk I don't know how good Jose talks in terms of his promo skills If he could be like a Gary Hart type, I'd love it. And 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 got a nice little Lucha stable there, and their express their express goal was to take out the Lucha brothers for coming to America and soiling their reputation or whatever. That would be an interesting feud to me. I could deal with that. But you know, they're just gonna they're gonna they're gonna stick them on there with like drillistico versus you know, Penta or, or, or and, and, thing, and, you know, we'll have the, the Lucha match. This is the Lucha spot, but they're never going to get above that mid card thing. And it's going to be very first hour of Nitro where, you know, oh, here's La Parca versus Hooven Guerrera. Now, I might enjoy that because I love La Parca and I kind of like Juve. but there's a ceiling there and they're going to hit it very quick, being on every week, week after week after week.
0: And some guys, should be here on short-term contracts and some guys should be here on long-term yes rotate
1: them make them
2: special
0: yeah and a guy like commander to me is a three-month sort of deal you bring him in you have a program maybe two programs that you want him to work and then you know we'll see you again here in like six to nine months
1: and instead it appears that this is tony he's going to bring them out at the point well we need the crowd to pop so we're going to put some high-flying action in there and it's going to be commander doing his walk the tightrope and do a, do a dive thing. And it's like, okay, great. This but isn't after-
0: a show where the problem at the end of it is, oh, there wasn't enough action. Like yeah. the show always has action. That's, I mean, if anything, the critique is the like action alone, isn't enough.
1: That ends the news part of the show. Now to the lazy river of wrestling criticism, whatever we watched, whatever we saw, whatever's on our mind in the world of professional wrestling, we will talk about here. we, kind of dipped our toe a little bit on the commander talk, but... uh Oh, I want to do one more thing, then. Let okay. me start.
0: Okay. Isn't it crazy that Damon Kemp is such a better professional wrestler than Gable Steveson?
1: Uh, n- yes and no. It- it's, I mean, it- it's one of those things where, and this was the warning I always gave where, where, when they were looking at, well, we're going to go and we're going to get all these high performing athletes to be in wwe as opposed to say you know the people who did like track and field in high school but now are in the drama department type of a thing who are still very athletic and 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 things like that like to me you look at a family so to speak okay damon kemp is the little brother to You know, the guy that gets all the attention. So how is he going to make up for that? Well, he's going to develop a personality of some type to get attention. And that, that doesn't shock me at all, you know, in terms of little brother syndrome or whatever. It does not shock me that Damon Kemp has an awesome, awesome ability to do promos in this thing, in addition to being a pretty good professional wrestler. Type of a thing because that you know he didn't have the athletic ability and 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 he didn't he wasn't put in that upper echelon of you know the the some of these athletes who are very very high level they're only in the gym and they're only in the jockocracy and they're all those are that you know live eat sleep breathe train, 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 train type of thing, as opposed to, hey, I have friends who I go out with on a Friday night for drinks and type of thing. And that to me would probably be Damon Kemp's trajectory. He probably developed a pretty good thing, you know, a pretty good personality to attract friends and stuff like that to make up for the fact that, you know, all he had to hear about with how great his brother was. Is that
0: track for you? No, I I think that's all all correct. It's just... uh... He's
1: great, though. I love him
0: he really he's really good it's surprising that we, did, we didn't get him. to a point of gable and damon up against the creeds yeah I was, I was at least expecting us to get to that point
1: you know i i, I texted you this week i want him and and uh grayson waller as a tag team and i mean it, to bring them up to the main roster that way since we're lacking in teams up there but those guys know.
0: would have so much personality together God, yes just
1: like the and I think they're afraid to pull the trigger on, on Damon Gemp because he's the brother of a guy that they put in such a high profile position. If, if you recall, Gable Stevenson was oh, in yeah. last year's draft.
0: Oh no. Yeah. No. Like it, Corey Graves, like even corrected whoever was calling it at the time. It was like, it's Gable. Stevenson. Like, like, like he, he really like, like laid on it. Like they made a big point. Like, and, and then Graves proceeded to like gush about gable steveson for like forever
1: yes i mean they this was this was their next kurt angle this was you know oh gold medals in the love and kurt angle was just i mean just that rare quality because when he first came in he was stiff he watched his first thing and then he finally got it and you're just like oh my god he's he's a natural at this but you know it takes some you know, hey, loosen up a little bit. It's just not all about the athleticism in the ring type of thing. You got to be kind of entertaining too. And you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if Gable was like, you know, screw this fake crap. I, I'm now slumming because I didn't make the Olympics last year because or last time because of the injury and the car wreck and stuff like that. But I think he's where he wants to be. And I think after the Olympics are done, then we reassess. Then we reassess if he has the fire to go after it in the professional ranks. I think it was just way too soon for Damon Kemp to go, or not Damon Kemp, but for Gable Steveson to go to the Performance Center when his Olympic career and his NCAA career weren't actually over. I think no, that's... You have
0: to have a hunger to learn the hard yes, camp. Yes,
1: you have to, and, and there has to be nothing else there. You have to be, you can't you can't be serving two masters, so to speak, on that. So, right. yeah. Uh, I'll let you open up the lazy river. I did. I just. Okay. I just, well, then yeah. I will. Uh, this is just a, a short one. Um, actually, you know what? Let's go with an important one first instead. This opening segment on AEW Dynamite hurt this four way program in so many ways. Jungle Boy came out and basically called uh, Darby Allin a fraud. Oh. You know, you're backstage doing this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. He just he, and, and Jungle Boy's your top babyface. Or one of them are supposed to be. Just them cutting down each other. The promos from both Darby and Jack Perry weren't very good here. They almost seemed like they weren't ready for prime time. Sammy was better than those two, but he wasn't exactly great either. And then MJF comes out and just blows everybody out of the effing water. I mean, he's just... Head and shoulders. And there's two different things at work here. Number one, the angle with Sammy was so convoluted that it confused both me on The Dynamite Show and Brian Alvarez over on Wrestling Observer because we thought they were paying off Sammy to lay down in the main event of Dynamite as opposed to the main event of Double or Nothing. And eventually, once you realize that, then it made sense, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time I understand when you're pushing the world title above all else and that is a tried and true and should be the way you push your world title. But the hottest feud right now is this Blackpool Combat Club Elite feud. And that's the one that's going to get buys. And I think you I think you need to put a little I mean I think you need to put a little bit more into that um as your top viewed than this four way, because I think it's failing a little bit. I Remember last week when we said, "Oh man, the match to make is Darby and uh, MJF. They need to make it a one on one." Well, now man, we're gonna. have... No,
0: I know. I, we we've gotten we've gotten so far away from that. There have been times where Sammy's felt close. There's been times where Darby's felt there. This and, segment. And I don't know maybe, what's going on you know, with
1: Jack Perry. I mean, no, I, his stage notes. Whoever's producing him needs. They need to test that. Because it's not going well.
0: It's not working. I know. Like, like the Jack Perry just gets further and further away. I mean, he just, he does not feel ready for this right now. Uh, I, I was baffled by the baby face on baby face dialogue in particular. Yes. Was, was really bad. Those two guys should have really had. Like a mutual admiration for one another. Yes. Basically, been talking about how
1: how great each one was
0: was, and like how it would be an honor to be like having you know a prestigious match against you, and that you you know you deserve that level of spotlight and stuff. I want the title more, but like you know, like it should have been way more laudatory rather than like your dad's an actor and he's dead, (laughs) and that's why you're here. And then and then Jack Perry's like. Yeah, well, you are a crap skateboarder. Yes. So, like, because you aren't any good at that, you're now a wrestler. And, like, oh, boy, can't wait how to
1: are see. We, how are we as fans supposed to take that? I mean, nah, I, I can't hate wait you to both. see the
0: fail son against the crappy skateboarder. more yeah, prestigious stuff?
1: I mean, even, even in territories, they'd put over heels if you were a babyface as competent performers and, you know, the best of the best. I just don't personally like them. This thing was. The thing was, you suck, and you don't you deserve suck at these. everything
0: else. So you got into wrestling, which doesn't elevate wrestling among no, other things. Oh yeah,
1: no—that's <laughs> the other thing. As a, as a just a throwback, it used to be, well, wrestling hurting people is what I was good at. So I got into wrestling so they'd pay me to do it, type of thing. Now it's I sucked as a skateboarder. I'm coming in to be a wrestler because it's fake. You know, that kind of thing. And you're just like, what, what are we doing here with this program? And then I thought the ending of Sammy Jungle Boy, if we're still, if the end game is still to get to the four-way, that's the time. And and I get that this is how they got out of it, was that angle where, where MJF pays off Sammy and eventually that check's going to bounce or it's going to be no good so that we bring back Sammy into this. And I just assume next week, Tony Khan's going to say, well, because of the actions of, of MJF, we're putting them in a triple threat match now. And then the Jericho Appreciation Society will somehow make that a screw job and then get to it. I thought what you do here is you do a time limit draw or you do a double DQ or something to that effect. And MJF's like, oh, wait, okay, good. It's a one-on-one match with, with just me. No, no, we're going to add those two in. And then next week it'll be, and then next week it'll be Jericho Appreciation Society comes in, ruins the match, no contest. So we're putting all three in the match against MJF. That's, that's fine. This, I, I just, I don't know. I think, I think the double, I think the time limit draw makes both guys look better than just having MJF get, get a heat spot and Sammy get a heat spot here. I, I get the thinking. I just, it felt very end of raw to me.
0: Yeah. I don't love the Sammy G payoff. I mean, on one hand, you can say there's this like common thread of MJF always using like, uh, you know, oil oh, slick do, device in every single one of his Oh, Oh, do, do, doing the
1: Jungle Boy thing. You just use people, or no, the Darby thing. You just use people to get to the top all the time. Yeah. Now, what I want now, if Sammy actually spends some of this money, as opposed to the winners of the $300,000 trios match and becomes like a rich jerk. I'm here for that. I, you know, that's just a kind of a new coat of paint on Sammy. But, you know, this is all going to become, oh, look, MJF's the... And, and that's the other thing, is the the presentation of MJF after after the initial promo. Like, on, in front of the crowd, I don't mind the kind of playing up the camp type thing. But I want serious heel MJF champ a little bit. And, you know, he's here to broker a deal with Sammy, as opposed to, hey there, little buddy. You know, hey, Sammy, I got a deal for you. And it's a good one for you. Kind of that serious, going from the wooing Ric Flair to the serious Ric Flair type of thing. To give MJF a little bit more depth, as opposed to just always being Eddie Haskell type of a thing.
0: Well, and... Sammy is now kind of narratively in a precarious position, too, where he needs to come out of this not looking like an idiot. And yeah. I don't think he will. I think he'll come out of this looking like an idiot, too. So, circling back to the question of is this feud working for any of the quote unquote four pillars?
1: I don't think it is. Maybe MJF, but that's maybe, a maybe MJF.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you you can argue MJF. Um, but the the other three and the point was to really elevate the other three. Um,
1: and, and they just they undercut themselves is what they did. They had one step forward and two steps back.
0: Yeah, they were there, arguably there last week with Darby. Yeah,
1: and, they had they had Darby house and they <laughs> had
0: they they definitely had him heated up. And, You're just
1: a geek skateboarder. What the. What are you doing? Oh, and you're a fraud backstage because you're really not friendly with anybody. I just, I, I legit threw my phone onto the other couch. I went, "What are you doing?"
0: Just, just like uh, they, they just don't know what they're doing with that. <laughs> there is no other way of putting it. You nailed it. Like, what are they doing? They have no idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, your turn, sir.
0: Okay, Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, okay. Wardlow is back and better than ever, baby.
1: Do you want me to respond to that?
0: <laughs> I mean, I I you know. Uh he, he's he, gonna feud with Luchasaurus.
1: Here, here <laughs> the new and improved Luchasaurus. Would you care
0: to com- would you care to comment on that, sir?
1: Uh So we've now saddled Hobbs after what a three-week run with the title with QT Marshall and his band of wacky, funny sketch comedians.
0: We didn't even really fully explore in the last episode how ridiculous the car angle was. I know we've been talking about it on the Discord, but I I didn't didn't...
1: mind it. I, I just, it's like one of those things. I mean, but they needed to establish the car as something he cared about. Well, and then two weeks later, destroy it. Okay, go for it.
0: Like they've spent weeks establishing that Hobbs like grew up in a box and then like lived in a box.
1: Yes, he lived in a box. As as all all these stories start and
0: yeah, every underdog does. So Jeff, he he grew up in a box with Grandpa Box, and then he finally got out of that and rose up through the streets.
3: Was a potato.
0: Yeah. My grandfather was a fork. Yes. Uh, yeah. So he <laughs> rises his way through the streets, and he's finally able to afford a car. Yes. Of that nature. And as gaudy comes, as that car
1: was, yes. You know what? Here, Jeff, when you grow <laughs> up in a box. That car means everything. That car big-
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.
1: This worldly possession yes no right seriously it should be it's like i don't know i grew up in kind of a lower middle class area it's one of those things where guys like overspent for cars and that was an identity type of thing and it should be the same thing for this
0: right and, and i mean obviously i'm making a little bit of a light of the yeah, like, sure. kind of sudden turn of hobbs from baby face to heel here but then you do need to actually establish why hobbs cares about this car before yes. you just go about destroying the
1: car yes does it look like he was, was just like, ah, oh, my car? It's been destroyed. As opposed to being livid and having to be held back from from going and murder deathing Wardlow. But now, war, now we've we've basically done the reset from last year's Double or Nothing, where where he's now the TNT champion again. We we have Arn Anderson with him. I I love Arn, but I don't love him as a manager. And especially if he's going to do the, oh, he's pulling out the gun every week, you know, thing. I, I just think it's too kitschy. And we're also teasing that we're going to get a horseman type thing around Wardlow. Now, here's the thing. You don't need another horseman. And it's, if it's just going to be guys dressed up in suits again with no personality, because the, the issue with horsemen has been the law of diminishing returns, where you just you just dress up guys now who can't talk. And you say they're horsemen, so to speak. Number two, you have a horseman in AEW. It's the Blackpool Combat Club. They're a better horseman than any horseman you can build right now. What you need is you need Arn to be Harley Race to Wardlow's Vader. And, you know, just the grizzled vet who's using this giant to, to it, get, and to... Arn's
0: been like television champion. Like this actually, yes. this actually works really well because like the TNT title is basically the TV title at this yes. point. Yes. Like it, no, Arn. Arn's like the perfect. He's obsessed with the uh, the TNT title for reasons that aren't fully clear.
1: Yeah, he just needs to be obsessed with that TNT title, but he also needs to, he needs to toughen up Wardlow a little bit and and not be. See, I think the babyface experiment is done. I do. Let's just make, let's make Wardlow a heel again and just make him murder death, guys. I don't you know, I think or at least a tweener, just a guy who's only loyal to Arn, because I don't mind him beating Luchasaurus. I really don't because, you know, it's you know, it, it's what you need to do is make him baby face Sid from WCW and maybe even WWF, the Sid Justice run even though that wasn't as that great and sid was unreliable but in wcw babyface sid was mad over cuz he just come in destroy people and leave and just have arn be that guy who's next to him guiding him to be one of the better tv champs i'm fine with that but arn coming in and doing the i have a gun again and you're going to be scared of my finger gun you know it's like what what are we doing to arn anderson we gotta give him a top hat and cape and have him dance too. What, what? I get the characterization. Ooh, that's a does. fun
0: new gimmick for Arn. I like that. He, Singing he, like, Arn?
1: Raffy no, voice. no, like
0: like a like maybe a magician.
1: A magician.
0: Yeah. Magic Arn.
1: He makes fans disappear oh, with his act. I,
0: I love it. Magic <laughs> Arn. So, magic like, Arn. yeah, he comes out. He's got like a little magic wand. He has like the hat and the cape.
1: And a monocle. He needs a monocle. And
0: a monocle. I look. Everyone likes. <laughs> everyone likes the horseman, but it's a little played out, right? It's yes,
1: yeah. It's, it's time been time played for... out since 1989. When the know. horseman have been saying that since.
0: Yeah, I've been saying that since the 90s. Time for Magic Arn. <laughs> no.
1: Oh, it's just. And it's funny because Arn can't get up and down the stairs, so he goes up the stairs. And he just sits there. And he does his bit. Can he, can, okay. go in the ring. he
0: can wave the wand at people and they wa- d- <laughs> no no and they ddt themselves
1: <laughs> i have a box this week uh, oh like what? I saw it half. what?
0: no he disappears an opponent in the box oh there you go yeah oh that's great like 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 there's an outside spot. like the like- phantom of wcw <laughs> yeah it, the guy falls out of the ring into the box Orn uh, like goes presto changeo on the box and the guy's
1: gone. He's the spellbinder from WWF. I remember that? I forget who he was in USWA, but they brought him in for a few weeks in WWF, and he just died at death. And he was a magician. I remember. I remember. Like, didn't he like
0: pull like a bunch of like like handkerchiefs from his mouth? Yeah, Yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Oh God.
0: Well, okay, that didn't work because it uh, and. There's a number of reasons it didn't work, obviously. And a lot of that has to do with the cultural zeitgeist of the time. But <laughs> I think a big reason. It, the people weren't ready for a magician. No, they, no it was the early 90s, Jeff. Like there's a lot of. Grunge. Grunge was really popular. America still had a lot of growing up to do. And <laughs> and it's just something that the people weren't ready for at the time. But I think the other big reason it failed beyond the cultural reasons and again, we can explore those more at a later time.
1: Do we need a ventriloquist act too? Do we need
0: <laughs> No, it he it didn't work because he wasn't a manager. Okay. And that's that's where Magic Arn comes in. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, if Arn had tried to do this, does, in, does he need in the does he need
1: a magician name, like Arn the Magnificent or something?
0: Like, I mean, usually you like and like you add like an ondo or something to awesome it. So like,
1: Arn in the world of illusion?
0: Magic Arnando. I'm not, no. Oh God.
1: Oh, he could speak with like a Spanish sort of thing. No, shut, no, I can't. I can't do this bit anymore. No, okay, Lazy River. Back to oh, Okay, ass. all right, fine. I, you know, I, I'm you, 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 like, you workshop this a little. Have have I, a few, have a few I, hotel ballrooms with some people. Yeah, okay.
0: I think you you see my little elves in the workshop working hard every day.
1: Well, that's what else he needs. He needs elves. Okay, magic Arn. Arn Arn and his magical elves, and and they make cookies, and they live in a tree. Oh, my God. Warlow, Arn,
0: and the elves. You Ah. tell me that that's not a main event act? (laughs) That's easily 20 minutes of weekly television.
1: Vince is salivating right now. (laughs)
0: Sign them all. So many coherent angles just immediately pop to mind.
1: Uh, I am going to give some love to 47-year-old women which are well within my dating range if I wanted to mm. uh, do it, Jeff, because two of the most uh interesting people are 47 year old women, Emmy Sakura on AEW dude. I, if you haven't seen the tie of Valkyrie match, they had a hoss fight on rampage, Chris. It was, it was Vader and Mr. Hughes, the female version. If you want to go that way. And then on, dark elevation i believe it was her and uh mizuki had a four minute david versus goliath sting versus vader sprint and it was absolutely awesome emi sakura is to me the most interesting woman on this aew roster right now not to take away from from you know any of the main event or anything like that but she just goes in there. She chops the crap out of people. She throws her body around like she's Cactus Jack in 92. She is absolutely awesome. And then in WWE, Trish Stratus, who I love me some Trish Stratus. This gimmick does not work for me, Chris. This heel turn that she did and her reasonings behind it are stupid. Want to know why? Because this is the gimmick that Mickey James should be doing. Not Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus is doing you-all-don't-respect-me-enough gimmick when she is literally the legend that... It's always Trish Lita, Trish Lita, Trish Lita about the women's division. I don't buy it. She's still awesome, and she's still, you know, at 47, holding up well, let's put it that way so I don't get in trouble. But, yeah, I... I say that to say I don't buy this feud at all. And let I mean the only thing now after that promo where she's running down the Horsewomen which has never been a thing on the main roster it was literally only an NXT thing and I know everybody knows about it etc. Trish has to destroy Bailey.
0: Right. I, it, the only thing that makes any sense at this point is I guess a Bailey face turn
1: or a destruction. Is... I mean just just you know the the old comic book trope of, we're introducing this cool bad guy, but he kills other bad guys because he's so badass. And just having Trish just murder Death Bailey in some way to eventually then that that then leads to damage control going off on their own or something to that effect.
0: I mean, also, Trish is going to need people to be her workhorses, so maybe Trish poaches EO and Dakota.
1: I'm fine with that too, or at least I mean, because Dakota uh, you know, not getting her flowers enough. She had an awesome match I thought with Bianca Belair on Monday. I thought she was great. That I mean, they're finally letting Bianca and or not Bianca, but EO and and Dakota show what they can do as opposed to just being this geek tag team that gets banana peel wins. Right. No, I mean
0: these are. I mean, it's still tough because they're eating losses and they never yes. seem to win. But these are much better exhibitions of their talent than the tag matches have been
1: yeah your turn sir
0: man okay let's stick with raw Uh, okay i guess because i feel like we're done with dynamite at this point
1: uh you know we can go back to jay white (laughs) you had a point last week that that was really good do you remember it after we went off the air
0: is it the idea that jay white and the bullet club gold thing is is like just this utterly mid-card sort of thing
1: it was utterly forgettable, and totally, <laughs> no, yeah,
0: right. That was the, yeah, was the point. It was the point. Is like the debut of him with T.J. Parker or uh, Juice Robinson, completely forgettable. We didn't even we didn't even mention it on the show.
1: And then this week, 50-50 match with Commander. That's the way you introduce him. Is he's 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 eating offense from the flippy guy on the ropes. No offense to Commander, but. If this is a guy that you that you think is going, I mean, I think Jay White's mouth might save him, but right now, if you watch promos, he's he's kind of just coming in and and finishing up Juice Robinson's promos for a bit. That that's what he that's what he did with uh, Renee backstage. He's oh. not
0: elevating Juice. Juice no. is bringing him down.
1: Yes. And now we're in a feud with Sean Spears, who I think is going to turn, and they're going to do a Horseman beat down on Spear on uh, Ricky Starks.
0: Oh God. And and then Ricky Starks, I mean, again, is just like caught in an ever it's he's caught in a spiral and I feel like it's not really his own doing.
1: Yeah. No, it's not. It's 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 we had plans for these guys and they all lost, but we elevated the guys that lost. They've elevated Chris Jericho. They've elevated Moxley, who lost in that feud. Yeah. Chris Jericho gets they've a, elevated gets a they've, with Adam Cole. Yeah. They've elevated Daniel Bryan who lost or Brian Danielson who lost in the MJF match. They've elevated everybody who lost in their, in their matches because they're big name talents. And then they've left the guys who actually won those things to kind of stew a bit with no real direction into how to elevate them because it's like, well, we can't, and this is a problem. this is what I mentioned in the discord as well. They they start to push a guy and they go, Oh well, if we want to get him to this level, he has to beat somebody on that level, and we're not ready to beat them left yet. So let's give them a mid card feud where they ultimately just absolutely turn into ice. You know, any heat that any heat Ricky Starks had going into that Jericho feud is dead, absolutely dead.
0: My God, it feels like an afterthought, right? Yes, like yes. because you 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 can't have Starks talking about beating Jericho because Jericho is now in an elevated feud. Yes. So you, you're really, I mean, you're just not able to capitalize on this. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it's, it's kind
1: of... But, fun, it but, but let's go to Raw real quick, because uh, a, a news bit I missed was, because of a booking decision, they've changed the theme of the Saudi show from King and Queen of the Ring to Night of Champions. And I have now seen... Uh, Seen some speculation, and I think it's correct. I think part of it might be correct. I think Brock's going to eventually beat Roman.
0: My goodness.
1: Yeah. My and then goodness. maybe Cody beats Brock for the title at SummerSlam. But if that happens, I then this whole... This entire bloodline story has been a waste of effing time because now you're adding more and more characters. You're adding riddle to it. You're adding, you know, you're adding uh the judgment day or judgment night or whatever they call themselves. <laughs> Just, I can't remember all this. Uh, you know, the phony vampires. Uh, <laughs> which was an interesting tete-tete, but you're never gonna cash in on that. You're never gonna cash in on judgment night versus uh, versus the bloodline. And and the whole Rhea solo thing, I don't think.
0: Which is too bad because I will say that
1: was interesting. I, I it wasn't bad,
0: yeah. right? No, yeah. that stuff wasn't bad at all.
1: No, and and, it, and it's it's interesting heels working with other heels to make business deals behind the scenes, and to get rid of mutual. You know, that's a time honored tradition of you know one heel hires another group of heels to take out somebody who's their enemy and inverse. You know that that kind of thing. But also just heel groups going out, oh, hey, wait a second, because you remember the I mean you remember the the big deal when the Wyatts and the SHIELD were being you know built up to go up against each other. People loved that. And there wasn't a baby face to be found amongst those six. So I mean, and and Heyman. Heyman's just awesome at all times. So yeah, I, I really liked that part, but boy, it feels like it feels. It feels like Cody is is not going to be able to beat Roman, but rather he's going to beat Brock. And it's going to be like, uh, okay. And then we're just going to rerun this whole entire thing over again eventually.
0: God, he'll be stuck in a Brock chase though for like six months too.
1: Yeah. Because I see Brock. As, it's going to be win. like,
0: Heyman betrays Roman. Yes. At the end of all of this. Yes.
1: He's going to go with the winning hand. Yep. And uh, then eventually uh, he'll re-betray Brock. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Your turn.
0: God. Um, all right. Uh the Cody Rhodes. I, I staying on the Brock thing. Cody Rhodes against the security guards did not work for me. Okay. Um, he's not big enough to do the I'm beating down 20 guys. Some yes. of those people are bigger than him. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work when you're that size. It's like Rey Mysterio can't beat off like eight security guards. I, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, fair enough. Uh, no, it, but
1: that should, yeah. I mean, it should be so rare that a guy can break away from guys holding him back. What it should be is one group of security guards is holding one guy back. The other group is holding the other guy back and they're just trying to get at each other and they're screaming at each other, looking at each other while these guys hold them back. That's the visual. Instead, they do the WWE thing as well. These guys are, are stronger than most ordinarily mortal men, and they can break free from 20 security guards trying to separate them. And it worked like with Goldberg and Brock. No, it was the
0: Undertaker and Kane.
1: And Undertaker and, like,
0: and Kane. Yeah, like you know? Vader, like like these like big
1: guys. Giants, yes. Ma- Mod- uh, Omos should be then, doing it. And this. then Triple H started doing it, and you're like, get the F out of here.
0: Yeah, and Cody, it just—I for me didn't work. Didn't work for me.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, dare we? Because I think we—we from the this NXT show. I don't know what to think, Chris. Because <laughs> I there were there were plums of goodness on it, but my God, I would never want to watch another episode of this show again after some of the things I saw. I understand that John Oliver is a big deal and he did a hit piece on Vince. But that Nathan Frazier thing was one of the worst things I've ever seen on a professional wrestling show. And I've been watching wrestling for about 40 years. In terms of killing a guy's aura by trying to make him entertaining. This was suffering succotash level stuff. Did you like it or hate it?
0: Oh, I hated it. Okay. I, I, I mean, it, it, what they've done with Nathan Frazier since he's redebuted in NXT has all been bad. But this has been like a particular low point. I also just think like he looked bad. Like he looked. He looked
1: like he was about thirty years older. Well, okay, the, all right. Like I was about to say, receding hairline,
0: way older than he is. Yes, a- and I, I just, uh, it's baffling to me all of a yeah. sudden the
1: baldness hit and you hate to see it in a guy because you know as, as a fellow man of follicle lacking <laughs> genes and genetics yeah, and the beard yeah he, he looked older and you're just like uh oh, man and this is what you're doing it's the long hair too right? you, you gotta cut that stuff short now but i mean there were like it's weird because one of the things I thought was really, really good on this show was that Roxanne Perez promo. I thought it made her look awesome. And I really liked the Zoe Stark match out of her, but it was sandwiched in between Indy. I mean, with Indy Hartwell doing one of the worst promos I've ever seen out of anybody holding a title. She has no natural delivery. All of her goodwill is involved in this Dexter Loomis storyline. And, and then the,
0: and, and her logic at the end of this was really incoherent too.
1: Uh you didn't lose the title so I'm going to let you in and then I'm going to let her in. I'm just going to let everybody in who wants to I mean you had the you had that terrible Lyra Valkyria do, basically doing Sybil danning from Battle Beyond the Stars cuz that's I think her character is, is an actual uh yes, the battle it will be great <laughs> the thing You had the Von Wagner. My name is Von Wagner. I want to be a champion. And my dad was a Beverly brother.
0: (laughs) Mm. Von Wagner invoking his dad. I haven't been moved that much by someone invoking their dad since Shotzi Blackheart.
1: (laughs) I was thinking you're going to go with Dominic Mysterio, but, uh, you gotta invoke the Beverly brother, and not Wayne the Train Bloom from the Destruction Crew, who was a charisma machine. Come on, um, yeah, I just well, I mean,
0: Von Wagner's not a charisma machine. No, so he is. Maybe not. maybe he should. He is
1: absolutely this. not, and I don't want him to be. I just just to have him, just have him be angry and brooding because it's it's the choices that people are making in this in in like they are trying things. This, this dude's delivery
0: is just naturally a lunk delivery. Yes. Make everything him a lunk. He, everything he says sounds like a lunk.
1: And like then you he, have.
0: Yeah. If you were going to do something funny with him, you'd have him say something really smart because with that voice, it would be surprising because you would not expect that voice to deliver something smart.
1: Yes. He says, dry, he says it dryly and wryly and and just, just says something very smart and then says nothing else. And just have Robert Robert Stone, who can do this, just play off of that. Like what? (laughs) You're a genius. What are you doing? It's the Eric Rowan character from SmackDown.
0: Oh yeah, you could make him a vintner and a classical (laughs) guitarist.
1: No, no. (laughs) You want to make
0: Arn a magician? You want to make? Okay, I'm an ideas guy. I got a bit of a vision for what I want (laughs) in the end.
1: Ideas guy. That's the problem here.
0: Okay, here's the thing. Would you rather have bad ideas or no ideas at all?
1: No ideas at all. That's what I'm okay. here well, for. That's, no, that's, that's but,
0: how you get nowhere.
1: You, you have middle manager Duke Hudson <laughs> playing the in, insincere baby face when people want to cheer him. Drop that part of it. Drop it. Because it's there. And then you have... I don't know what shade of brown you'd call this, but Braun Breaker is in the tanning right now looking... <laughs> Oompa Loompa Brown, maybe. And he's cutting these these promos. And I don't know if I like them or hate them, but there's something. There's something in there. I don't know if it's good, but there's something in there to them. And, and then, oh, the piece de resistance. That is French, Chris. Uh, <laughs> the Brooks Jensen. Uh, what, What's Briggs' first name? Oh, uh,
0: uh, it's Brooks. It's Brooks Jensen. Brooks Jensen and,
1: and, and Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs. This is the yin and yang of this NXT because Brooks Jensen stinks in any delivery he tries, and he's trying to play suave businessman, <laughs> even though it's just basically, I'm wearing a button-down T-shirt with my jeans. Kind of a thing. But Briggs, Josh Briggs is doing some thespian stuff. His eyes are tearing up as he's talking to Keanu James. He is imploring her. Please, please do. And I am watching this. I'm going, this man, this man needs an Emmy Emmy reel for consideration. Cause I'm watching his eyes and they, I mean, they are, t- he's either putting drops in those things or he is doing some method stuff here. Cause he is, he is working, Chris, this, this man was working hard to put over this crap dialogue that he was saying right now. I was
0: legitimately impressed with like Briggs's work. I, I look, I, I don't think uh, Jensen did a good job performing but I think they did a good job with the makeover. Yes, they like, did. I mean, he really does look like they made him look like '80s urban,
1: urban sp- cowboy. Yeah, urban suit, cowboy. D-
0: Yeah, suit douchebag guy. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: no, he's 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 the son of the oil businessman who's buying up all the town.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I I I liked. I mean, I thought I thought but his they delivery did sucked. No, it sucks. Duke Hudson. Uh, circling back, I I mean, the issue with this Duke Hudson character is the longer this goes on, the dumber it makes Andre Chase look. Yes. And I I actually think that the more intriguing match, too, was Duke Hudson versus Braun Breaker. Yes, no,
1: I I agree, and they're going to do it, and he's going to run away or get DQ'd, or throw Thea Hale in there, or something. He'll get counted
0: out. Uh, Yeah. But, like, no, um, that to me is actually where like the intrigue is, um, especially like an in injury. Uh, sending Chase into this match with an injury angle to me is asinine. He's already sufficiently an underdog. He's like yeah. a twig. Uh, <laughs> like it, like the the whole point like Braun Breaker's like a super athlete who does all these like crazy power moves. Yes, you don't need Andre Chase injured. If anything, Chase like. Well what make this actually entertaining is like four weeks of chase constantly outsmarting Breaker, making Breaker angrier and angrier, essentially like the genius angle with Hulk Hogan, only in reverse where like Andre chases the genius as a baby face. And he's constantly outsmarting Breaker.
1: Like, like he gets the win, but then he gets the, the crap kicked out of him yep. by Braun. And then the next week he's in, in like a neck down body cast. And he ends up getting the pin because Braun can't, can't lift the weight of the body cast up And <laughs> then he just pummels him again. I'm here for that kind of ridiculousness.
0: No, like, the there, you know, basically the intrigue is, would be, is, does Chase have some sort of, like, master plan to... Is beat? he the
1: smart college professor? Yes, right. That's his effing gimmick.
0: Right, right. Yeah, he's been outsmarting Breaker all these weeks. Can he actually outsmart him one last time at the pay-per-view? Yeah. And, and instead, like, Breaker has been getting the upper hand, you have Duke Hudson come out and cut a promo on himself, basically, and like, and Chase is inserted in this match at the very end of it, and, and, and Chase he, is not going to win this match.
1: And when Duke Hudson did the fire-up spot, he was such – this is what people wanted. Yes, you've gone all in on the on the gimmick. And then he instantly goes back to being, a, I just wanted the trophy and wanted credit, and I'm really a heel still. It's like, no – Go with this, see where it goes. See if Duke Hudson can show some sort of baby. We've seen Duke Hudson as a crappy heel, we've seen him as a crappy heel with MVP, we've seen him as a crappy heel as a poker player, we've seen him as a crappy heel. What was his other gimmick that they tried with him?
0: Poker player, uh, did he do a motivational speaker?
1: I think so. And yeah. and it's just all this disingenuous... See, he is not a good disingenuous type of character. Either he's a prick, or he's he's a roaring hero. And we've never really seen him go all in. On, can he be a fiery baby face? And since we're testing people's limits by having Bron, who's the most likable lunkhead, become a heel, why not go the opposite direction with this? And 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 make. Let's see what Duke Hudson has, because I haven't seen. He's tall. That's his gimmick. That's been his gimmick since he came in here. That used to be his Twitter handle. It was like six foot seven, or at six foot whatever he was. You know, like that's not enough. No, if he doesn't have any range, let's get rid of him, <laughs> or give him a make him DiJack Junior or something, because DiJack at least brings it. And I really. Going to the main event, I thought, I thought the vignette to set up that match was one of the better uses of camera and the parking lot and guys running into each other on their way to work, so to speak. That that NXT has done of late, I thought that was at least interesting. I mean, because Dijak didn't go the full chewing scenery. I'm an evil person, you know, kind of a thing. He kind of had a little bit of charm to him as a heel, accepting that thing with with Apollo. And I thought the match was really good too.
0: I I agree. Um. I no no no. Like no. Cruz and DiJack. Look. That's PWG like
1: 2014. We we we've, right
0: we've done we've done so many different things with DiJack at this point that yes. like you know it's it's hard to get super excited about it. Same A&M with
1: Apollo. Think. Same with Apollo. That's the problem. Is that yeah. Apollo has been beaten, beaten, beaten. He gets a refresh, and then he gets beat again after they build up the refresh.
0: Right, and so I don't know. It's it's hard to get. Hard to get too wound up one way or the other on that. Um, I'm trying to think. uh, Is there anything else that, like, really stuck out to me? Wesley and Charlie Dempsey had a nice match. Uh, It was nice. It was nice. fine. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, But I I actually think that, especially if you're trying to build up Charlie Dempsey, this shouldn't have came to a conclusive finish. Uh, Like, this should have ended when Drew Gulak came in and attacked uh, Wesley. Like, Wesley shouldn't have beat Charlie Dempsey here.
1: Yeah, and the problem with Drew Gulak is is that that Dempsey partnership is basically Diamond Mine Part Two.
0: Yeah, yeah it is. Um, it's catch
1: point. It's what you know. It's 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 the, it's the usual thing they put Drew Gulak in and diff, wherever he is. It's oh, you're a mat technician. We're gonna make you part of a group of mat technicians type of a thing.
0: Um, uh. and and J C Jane and Gigi <laughs> Dolan cannot get any heat on their feud, no matter what. You could pour gasoline all over this feud, and it still wouldn't catch This fire.
1: could be in the sixth yeah. circle of hell, hell, and it would have no heat to it. Some, somehow, flames would go around Milton would, it. Milton would look at this thing and go, get out of here, and no rip way. up the entire...
0: <laughs> it's an oasis of cool and an otherwise torturous wig of hell. I found
1: respite in the circle of Gigi Dolan <laughs> and J.C. Jane's absolutely heatless, crappy feud where Gigi grew up in a box yeah uh,
0: <laughs> they, they tell me you can't experience absolute zero i i defy you and i say no no Gigi dolan i was She's in hell no, no heat and none. Gigi
1: dolan and jc jane gave me water
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because Gigi dolan isn't that good no, I'm sorry, and that's the one that they're gonna focus on. And uh, I mean, if anything, like having Cora Jade beat
0: her, uh,
1: she needs. That's wins. the other thing is Cora Jade is no
0: Dolan needs Wids as a
1: new yes, baby face, and Cora Jade's out here burying the entire division in fell swoops week after week. <laughs> Why isn't the division putting a putting like soap in towels and just beating the crap out of her?
0: It, right. It doesn't feel like it's building anything like I I mean.
1: No, I know it's, what it's building, dude. It's building a Roxanne, Cora, Jade Park, 2 We're going right back to that.
0: Yeah. And, and maybe Cora gets a match against Indy. I, I like I, I especially given the Indy and Tiffany and Roxanne match. I'm like, oh, OK, we're making this Indy Hartwell title reign long, I guess.
1: No, I think we're I think we're cutting this off. Oh, I actually, in- I actually think there's a chance Indy gets brought up to the main roster mm. to do the Way Stable or to be Bailey's protégé cuz Bailey's really high on Indy. I, I could just, see that happening.
0: I could see that happening. But um, I could see
1: this I could I could see this but but overall I could just see this being a one special event title reign because they they just wanted to get the the big pop for Oh, all the old NXT fans remember the the Dexter Loomis story. And now that we're now that we're not doing a mania type weekend event at crypto.com where we need to sell tickets and we're in the performance center. Now it's now it's back to giving it to somebody in the performance center. I think this is gonna be Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm.
0: You think crypto's gonna come back? Superman's
1: dog or the, <laughs> or the... <laughs> or well it depends which crypto
0: oh i didn't realize you lost it
1: uh you, you mean you mean <clears throat> cryptocurrency uh, Yeah. this is a weird tangent but uh no
0: no i was just i was just making a crypto.com I, I,
1: okay like. yeah well i i think if you know, i think if the economy comes back eventually it will as a secondary currency because people will just start trashing the dollar again i think if china manipulates but you know you aren't here for my financial advice i do think if, if you wanted to put put a little bit of fun money in a stock i'd put an frc right now because i think that's going to bounce back but anyways sure. uh anything else on the lazy
0: river no no um i i'm just i'm looking
1: i'm trying to think of something oh. from dynamite oh i liked the beatdown of brit i enjoyed that for this reason because it makes a call I made very logical. Because I thought, all right, Jericho has a sports entertainment stable, and the Outcasts are basically a we think WWE is a superior place stable. So I thought them as bedfellows makes sense. And also, if we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a blood and guts, who did I say the team should be? Should be the Outcasts and Tay and Anna, who are both members of who? the jericho appreciation society i think that's a natural way to go and i think for the originals you put Jaden as the heater on that team as the and then you just that would blow her up as a baby face but that's me um but i thought it was well done the handcuffing of of adam cole who has to then watch as uh as Britt, who man that instagram photo <laughs> Look, let's let's hope everybody knows she's a wrestler. Let's put it that way, otherwise some cops may be getting called. Um, you know, I thought the beatdown I thought it was an effective moment, and I thought uh, I actually thought also the 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 Blackpool Combat Club Elite uh, fight was very very effective in getting Takeshita now into this feud. I think Takeshita eventually turns and joins the Blackpool Combat Club, and then they bring in Kota Hibushi to join with the Elite because that gives everybody the Golden Lovers moment that they want.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I think he goes
1: with Callus and he hangs with Daniel or Brian Danielson, who he protected at one time because he knows they didn't fight. I just right. think the I think the real problem with that feud is Brian Danielson's character. I think it's too cheeky. I think it's too much of a, of a fourth wall breaking commentary on what makes a real pro wrestler.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I I think that by doing the meta stuff, they missed what is a much better pivot out of the MJF thing, which is that he hates the entire company now because he's not world champion. Yeah, he should be. And he should be world champion. And he should be like basically screaming at all the fans that he hates them because they're not mad enough that he's not world champion. Yes, like like they they. I don't I don't
1: want them to be a wink and a nod heel. No, I want no. them to be angry.
0: They all betrayed me. You guys, uh, where where were my, where was my yeses? Where were my people behind me when I was getting screwed?
1: I'm away from my family right now. Yeah. I have to be with you jerks, type of a yeah. thing. Although but I think I, they're nailing Yuda. I think Yuta is doing great work. Is as, no, as Sean Walsh.
0: Like a lot of the other stuff. A lot of the other stuff is working. It's just like if they had actually more. Logically transitioned Danielson from babyface to heel coming out of that MJF, yeah. And, and, and they 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 had not They did have a runway. They, like like you know now, yes. now it's easy to like kind of like look now and go like, oh, okay, yeah. He 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 loses his title match, and it makes him livid at the company, at the other babyfaces that basically nobody was by his side when he was getting screwed, and that includes the fans. And like that last little yes plea at the end of that match actually plays right into it. Like the fans left him hanging.
1: Yeah. You know? And I, I think uh I think you turn you should turn Don Callis with Takeshta and then Don Callis can be JJ Dillon here and the other heels who, you know, they're not bad promos, but they're not necessarily great promos. They could all play off of him. I th- I think that's a that that's your, you know, if you want a horseman in there, you you have one there for you. In some ways and then you know you you, you have all the things for forbidden door and all that other stuff. and then once you decide to pull the trigger on punk and ftr as another you know on the come he, I'm, I'm hoping they're heels how do you not make punk and ftr heels <laughs> that's an that's a conundrum because punk's gonna have to be a heel when he comes back right
0: uh, it seems like it. I, I don't feel like, I, I guess a better way of putting it is, will this crowd let him stay babyface? Yeah,
1: that all, oh, you know what, that's, and, and you brought that up earlier. Yeah, I, I just don't see them allowing him. Like he'll be a baby, he'll, he'll, he'll be the local babyface. He'll be Britain, Pittsburgh, but it'll be, but it'll only be in Chicago. Because I don't think the Chicago fans will ever turn on him.
0: No, they'll never turn on him, but that would actually be a fun place for him to do his first heel promo, not on the fans, but basically sort of like announcing it's Chicago versus the world. <laughs> like, you know, he, he's glad to be back here, but he hates everyone else across the country.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't have any other points. Do you?
0: Me neither. I well, let's, ra-
1: let's wrap this up. You can follow me on Twitter at Game 13 You can follow Chris on the Instagram at Nov D-O-C-T-O-R underscore N-O-V. You can just follow the show if you want on Twitter. At shake them ropes all one word we are part of the voices of wrestling podcasting network enjoy all the shows on the super feed the flagship music of the mat open the voice gate the good the bad the hungy whatever your niche interest in professional wrestling there's a podcast for you on voices but if you want other audio from me join fight game media patreon.com fight game media for five bucks a month, Paul Ace Fontaine and I do a show on their subscription feed that thoroughly deconstructs, thoroughly deconstructs AEW. And we go on about 15 minutes after the show. And that drops usually about uh, an hour and a half after dynamite has finished up. Once again, patreoncom slash fight game media. And you can enjoy all the shows over on that feed uh, as well. Uh Chris, uh, is in bands and he teaches music and he sells weed and he does a plethora of other things So he's going to plug to you now.
0: Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram.com at Instagram.com slash D-O-C-T-O-R underscore N-O-V Dr. Nove is my nemo on the Instagram.
1: They call me Dr. Nove. They call, call me Dr. Dr. Nove.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me there for all of my Ace Freely loving antics and <laughs> Uh, bass freely antics Base as well yeah. yeah 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 um i play with hondo coyote we play around albuquerque i will be doing shows with two player game and uh also auto electric here in the next week or so so follow me on the gram if you are local to the area and want to catch me or just want to keep up with the music and that sort of thing i post about that stuff and my road travels on instagram
1: see you next week i got no button for
2: this
0: man nothing